All right, we're back here at UC Irvine with the head coach of your Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay, George Sedano, Mina Kimes with you here. All right. Um, did that fire you up or what? Are you it ready? Did. It did fire me up. You got a bunch of different voices on there, too. I heard I heard a lot of different coaches uh, in the uh, pump-up skit right there. Yeah, I like it. Finish it. You got, this time you got to finish, this right? This time we finish. Yeah, there you go. Look at you so, nailed huh? the line again. Yeah, you know, I feel like I'm uh, back at uh, Kowloo reading those lines uh, <laughs> off a prompter. <laughs> um, so, so tell me, Sean, like, you know, look, man, everyone knows how last, se- last season was a success, not the ultimate success. Sure. Because uh, you didn't win the big one, but... I've gotten to know you a little bit. I know how you know methodical you are about stuff and how detail-oriented you are. How much time have you given yourself to kind of digest what happened last season? I think really, you know, you're, you're always processing and looking back and making sure that you use every single game, whether it works out or not, as a learning opportunity. And, uh, you know, if we preach mental toughness and, and let setbacks be setups for comebacks to our players, but we're not living it out as coaches, then we're being hypocritical. And uh, it was a great year for us. It was the best season I've ever been a part of in the NFL. Been coaching for, you know, a handful of years now, and it didn't work out. But I think it's, you know, everybody talks about uh, the Super Bowl hangover. And, you know, it, I would have, I feel like, you know, it was the most fun I've had. You know, great opportunity to learn from that game. But I would rather have been playing in it, and, you know, it didn't work out. But uh, we're not going to let that be anything that deters our ability to move forward. I think we can really use a lot of the things, for, you know, from a foundational standpoint to build on. But, you know, you wipe the slate clean. There's 31 other teams that are feeling good right now and and you know uh we're the 32nd that's feeling pretty good so uh we're going to stack blocks one day at a time george and, and hopefully it's going to lead to good things for us coach we got a chance to see daryl henderson probably my favorite draft pick george remembers doing the show with me right after the draft yeah. and it was my favorite because perfect fit for this team yeah right what he's been able to do with that outside zone and i think it also introduced some interesting questions, not just about Todd Gurley, but also in, in the role, his role in the offense, but also the offense itself. Sure. Because Daryl Henderson gives you like a whole new toy to play with. And I think people have been wondering, are we going to see some different personnel packages? We know that's not your thing. Yeah. Are we going to are <laughs> we gonna studying? See, are we going to see him run out of shotgun? Another thing that's not your thing. Like what kind of. Tell us, talk to us you about You sound Darryl like Henderson. you've been reading uh, all the things that we've been doing this offseason. We're going to change it up. <laughs> no, you're right, though. He. I think any time that you can add a playmaker that has some versatility where you can move them all over the formation, uh, do some different things, you know, certainly we love Todd and, and he's been an all pro back and he's, he's outstanding for us, you know, and it really isn't a reflection of, of anything other than that Daryl was a great playmaker that we felt like we could add and he could give us some versatility, really like you mentioned. And if that allows us to be able to operate in some different personnel groupings, that's certainly something that we're going to explore. But, you know, we really just finished up our fourth day of training camp, fourth practice. He's really picking things up quickly, done a nice job uh but but we got a long way to go and, and we're going to get get a chance to really evaluate him hard over the next few weeks but it's a good it's been a great start for him and, and we're excited about him as well am i going to get to see him in the preseason yes you'll get to see him in the preseason right. yeah, he will be one of the guys you, <laughs> you will finally, see him yeah. someone if you ask me about todd the answer is no <laughs> there you go you'll see him on the right. sidelines rooting for his buddies and maybe I, running in pregame and, and i think look I, I talked about this last season with you i thought it was brilliant to do that and i feel like you know it's a copycat league you're going to see more of that you were I'm one sure. of the only ones before the season that was with me on that. i, I did but you got a lot of grief about it that is true and i was sitting there defending you um and and, and i think it's worked out i think you'll again you'll see more teams do that um 
Did you get, like, other coaches, maybe not even just pro coaches, but just coaches around sports just kind of inquiring about that stuff? Because I know it's a, it's a fraternity, it's yeah. a community. Did you get some of that? I think it's something that you talk about, you know, amongst coaches. And, and really, in a lot of instances, it wasn't exactly how we had it planned. We got some guys banged up up front that then it kind of was a trickle-down effect where we wanted to maybe get a little bit of, you know, continuity with some of our offensive players. And, you know, Rob Havenstein getting banged up. We weren't going to play Whitworth and some of the youth. And then, you know, know then it ends up being you know what what sense can we really make of this can we create some competitive situations and kind of some scrimmage type settings amongst ourselves and and that was really the route that we took and then when you kind of step back and you look on all right how can we approach this season in a similar manner where if you've got some guys that have proven they can play let's try to create those practice settings uh without the risk of injury you can never truly totally prevent it but being able to practice against the Raiders twice, the Chargers twice, that in a lot of ways will represent the preseason ops for the guys that won't play for us. How do you feel about the 18-game uh, season that's being thrown around? Well, I feel like that's a lot of that's way over my pay grade. Uh, <laughs> I think that uh, you know, I think I think that there's you know this is a great game and and you know this is something that is very very closely covered and a very popular sport that you know I couldn't be more thankful to be a part of it. Sure. All the intricacies and nuances involved with that, uh, I'm probably not educated enough to be able to say whether mm-hmm. I'm for it or not. I know that uh, 16 is is a long season for these guys, and then hopefully you get a chance to compete after that. Well, I think we talk about this with Aaron Donald. It's something people underestimate coming off of a Super Bowl run. Yeah, these guys have played a lot of football. They have, and and what you realize too, you know, coaches, players, when it bleeds in, and you're playing an extra couple months. Um, you know, your off season gets shortened and, and you got to be smart about how when we come back, guys are refreshed, recharged, ready to go. And, and that's a big part of it. You know, the, the s- sports science approach in terms of the balance between the volume and intensity. You know, I'm, I'm definitely getting educated more on that as we as we continue to go. And we got some great people that can help along the way. Sean McVay with us here on the Sedano Show. You're listening to KSB in Los Angeles. Um, how would you best describe kind of the maturation process of Jared Goff as, as you've been around him now? for a bit i think really it's it it is that i mean he's continuing to mature in in a lot of ways physically mentally uh naturally you know he's a natural leader just by the way he carries himself but as you continue to grow and accumulate experience he's gaining authentic confidence and um you know he's 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 physically he's stronger he's twitchier up top um you can just see that by the work that he's put in and then the mental approach that he's taken he's got such a nice natural feel for the game and and really um you can start to see that that mental Memory bank in terms of the Rolodex that he's acquired of different defensive structures he's seen. He's seen a lot of great looks from our defense. He's got two years of starting experience, seven games as a rookie, and he's only going to continue to get better because of how conscientious he is. And um, you know that's why we feel so fortunate to have him as our quarterback. And and I don't think that's going to change for a long time. Sean, last year was the year of offense, and you guys just won an SP or the Rams, yeah, Rams <laughs> for uh, best game yep. uh, and. It kind of feels like in this ongoing chess match between offenses and defenses, now is defense's time to strike back. And I think you saw that a bit in the Super Bowl sure. with what the Patriots did. Is that something you're concerned about, kind of going into the season that NFL defenses, I don't know, 
if I would use the word catch up, but they're going to bring some looks you haven't seen before. Absolutely. And, and that's part of the challenge. And I think it's always that cat and mouse game, studying yourself. What are some of the things that the teams that did do a good job of stopping you? What are some of the counters? What are the things that we can activate to hopefully give them problems? But, you know, I'm rooting for the defense when our defense is on the field too. So, <laughs> you know, it goes both ways. But I think it's really just this league has so many great coaches and players, and it's about just figuring out, all right, how can you stay up to date, adapt, evolve, and always continue to improve? And, you know, it, it is that, and then there's also the element of execution. A lot of the same things that you've seen win over the course of time still do hold true, but then those things outside the framework, when you look at some of the trends that have taken place, you want to just make sure that you're educated on those and how to defend them if you're on defense and, and maybe how to execute them if it fits within the framework of your offense. Sean, last time you were on last season, we talked about kind of your balance of life-work yeah. uh, situation. You, <laughs> st- you said it was a work in progress. Yes. Um, you, know, you, you know, you're getting married. Congratulations. Why are you laughing at that. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, you get a new deal. Congratulations on that. Yes. Yeah, but I, you know, I'm still waiting to actually see that deal and sign it. You know, I, I'd like to know where that actual contract is. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure it'll, it'll be coming down soon enough. But the, I think the best thing you did as far as life work balance was the prank you played on Cliff Kingsbury. That was good, right? I mean, you you nailed that one. So, like, good. I was take, that. take us through all of that and just kind of the reaction real quick before we get out it of here. It was good. You know, really, uh, we had a mutual friend who we got introduced to each other uh, with, and we were out to dinner, and, you know, he coached Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech, and he, he had called me up. He said, hey, uh, I'm in L.A. I'm going to dinner with a group of people at Catch, and uh, Mahomes is going to be in town. Love for you and your fiance Veronica, to join. So we get there, and, you know, I figured I'd play a prank on him make him feel like he was tampering you know it was before the draft so I uh, I put my buddy's name in my phone as as Roger Goodell had him send me a text that basically said we're both losing picks and he thought he was losing the number one overall pick and, and I told him you better call Steve Kime who's his general manager who I'm friends with as well and uh, I didn't let it last too long because he looked like he was going to throw up as soon as he read the text, but he never truly recovered from it. And uh, he told me he's going to get me back, so hopefully it's not too good. What he get. Hopefully he doesn't get me as good as I got him. There he is, Sean McVay, the head coach of your Los Angeles Rams. All right. Sean, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks, Appreciate it. There he is, Sean McVay.